I'm way over here. I'm safe, Troy. And so, uh, and so we're going to get into this. And um, I've wanted to share this message for four years. Every time this message uh, comes up, if pastor says, hey, can you bring the word? I'm like, God, can I preach this message? We go to Africa, and I'm like, can I preach this message? And every time for four years, the Lord's like, no, nope, nope. So last Thursday, pastor says, hey, I want you to bring the word. And I said, okay, is there anything you'd like me to speak about, anything at all? And he says, no, you listen to Holy Spirit. You know how to do that, so you just go ahead. And I, I, I kind of leaned back in his chair, and I was like, hmm. And immediately, it was like, <gasps> the crock pot was done. And, uh, oh, man, I was so excited. I've been, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever been this excited to preach a message before in my entire life. And so... Um, you might be sitting wondering what it is, and um, I should probably just not tell you and just say church is over. Make you wonder. You get it from the Holy Spirit. And uh, I had to birth this thing out. And uh, we're going to go to it. We're going to open up our Bibles to John. I love the book of John. So let's go to John chapter 1. It's the fourth book in the Gospels in the New Testament. Troy, you got some good eyes, man. Those are some small words in that Bible. <laughs> You'll be healed. And so, uh, mine, are, mine are still. In chapter 1, verse 6, it says this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So, he's referencing about John. John came as a witness to bear witness about the light and to speak and about the light that all might believe through him. Witness means this. I love this. It means a lot too when you come from a law enforcement background or, or courts or anything like that. Means to see or know by personal experience and to speak of what you observed. That's what it means. So John was a witness, things of he observed and things he was told by the Lord. Verse 8, he was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Now, when I read this in Africa and was asking questions of like, what am I doing here? Is, I'm me. What, what, what's this about? He had me read this, and for the first time, I'd read this, I can't tell you how many times, had it highlighted already, had some things underlined already, but for whatever reason, this time. How many of us have had this time experience in the Word, where it's like, but this time, for some weird reason, the words seem to grow legs and like jump in my mouth and like crawl down into my stomach. You know, that's what it seemed like, and, and if you've ever been to Africa, you've got to worry about what jumps in your mouth. And so, like, by the sensing of it, it was like, whoa, is that a tarantula? And uh, I'm joking. And uh, they do have huge spiders there. And, uh, and so it, it just was like, all of a sudden, whoa, I got it. Clears a bell. John had one thing to do. He was created for. He was created to bear witness of the light. He knew exactly what his job was. He knew. His job was simple. Bear witness of the light in a dark world. See, sometimes I, 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 I don't want to put anything on y'all, but I make things super complicated. 
I'm like, well, it must be this. Or like, can I retire first, Lord, and like pull that retirement check? That'd be cool. And then I'll do ministry? Or Lord, can I continue to work and work at the church as much as I possibly can too? And he said, no, you got to go. You got to pull the plug now and you got to go. And I'm here to tell you, best decision I ever made. Terrifying at the time, but leaped out in faith because I trusted the Lord with my family. And it's turned out pretty darn good and it just keeps getting better and better because that's who the Lord is. Amen. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Amen. Because that's who he is. And so he, he said that to me and I thought, wow. So wait a minute, I get to travel the world and, and just go back to like Idaho and teach that the light is here and he's coming? I can do that. I mean, I just get to preach the God. I get to proclaim the word that, that the light, the light destroys darkness. I get to just preach that Jesus came and died for our sins. And that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. Like that's all you want me to do and love people. I'm in. I can do that. I'm a pretty simple type of guy. Like, don't, I can't fix anything, PJ. I don't have a clue. He came over to my house one time a couple years ago. I said, I don't know how to get this thing. It's, it broke down. He, Give me a wrench. What's that? <laughs> so, you know, I went and got him a wrench. I'm making fun of myself. I know what a wrench is. And so, barely. So I went and got him a wrench. He, I bring it to him and the, and the hood's up, you know. I knew how to put the hood up too. And, uh, and he, and he hits something. I don't know what he hit. I'll never forget this. He goes, whack. And I'm still, I'm, I'm at the hood. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Start it. How'd you do that? He explained something and like, I'm sitting there looking at him like, so you mean you hit and it did something and it started. He's like, yeah, I mean, you're going to need a new one, but this is good for now. Thank God for pastor PJ, man. Hitting things. I don't even know what he hit still to this day. Starter, maybe? He shakes his head, yes. And so, John knew what he was to do. He was to bear witness. That's it. To bear witness means this by definition. To wear, to bear as a mark of authority, such as a badge of distinction. To bear a sword. A name to bear arms and a coat. You know, as a police officer, once you have a badge on, you get to go and do fun things. You have the authority by the mayor and, and Idaho state that you get to, if needed, kick down doors. And you don't pay to fix it. Like, I'm not saying it's necessarily fun, but it is fun. Like, as a, as a boy, as a young boy, breaking stuff, but you got in trouble... And now you're sitting there and police officers and sergeants are like, kick the door down. You're like, am I getting in trouble? I'm like, cool, let's do this. Whack! And because my legs are so huge, I'm telling funny stuff on myself. I went, whack! And that door didn't budge. I sat there and gave it everything I had. I'm like, it's not moving. I'm denting this steel door. It didn't move a bit. Broke a window, crawled through. Got made fun of, had to buy pizza for the team because my legs are about the size of my arms. And, uh, and so to bear witness looks as though that John had authority to witness about Jesus. See, he wasn't just going about like half-hazardly like, 
oh, hey, there, by the way, there's this dude coming. I mean, I don't really know much about him, but I, he might be the Lord. No, John had authority. And when you have authority, you're willing to kick down the door. When you have authority, you're willing to take somebody and say, listen to me, sit down. You need to listen. If you don't sit down and listen, you're going to go to jail. John had the authority to say, sit down, you're going to listen to this message. How cool is that? You have authority by God to bear witness. If you're saved and, you're, and Jesus is your Savior, you automatically walk into authority and say, boom, listen to me. I know this, this guy, his name's Jesus. He set me free. You have that authority. It's the, it's the funnest thing in the world. And, and as we go through that chapter, you'll see people say to John, well, wait, wait, are you Elijah? Are you a prophet? And John was so smart, he's like, no. He didn't say anything else, young people. He just said no. He didn't elaborate. He didn't sit there and say, well, I better try to figure out what to say. So like, you know, I sound smart enough to know what I'm talking about. No, he just said no. And I can only think to myself, this is what it looked like in my head. So here's John the Baptist. If you can imagine that, I don't have long hair and I don't, you know, camp all the time in the forest. And here's this guy and I'm, and I'm, I'm bearing witness to this guy. And he says to me, are you Elijah? Are you a prophet? No. Are you dumb? John didn't say, are you dumb? I think John in his head might have thought, are you dumb? He at least sat back and thought to himself, why would you think that? Can't you see? You know, it's like when people come up to preachers and pastors, and, and if anybody's in here a preacher and a pastor, you've probably had this happen if you haven't. Um, hmm. Um, hmm. Don't know what to say about that. Um, but if, you, if you've been led and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you've probably had people come up to you, um, pastor, you've probably had people come up to you in your, in, in your stint in your life and been like, Man, thank you so much for preaching that message, and thank you so much for healing me. Huh? Yeah. And as a preacher and a pastor, you're standing there like, it wasn't me. It was Jesus. It's one of the most uncomfortable things. You're like, I didn't do anything. I held it out for you to receive. Right? Just like earlier, people got healed. It wasn't me. It's Jesus. I'm just willing enough to say, I command that pain to be gone in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm willing, and so were you, and so are other pastors, and so are other believers in these seats. I know, because I know a lot of y'all are willing to say, no, Jesus told me that I have authority to cast out diseases, demons, and, and make disciples of all nations, right? And we do it. But it's Jesus. Amen? And so he said no. So as we get further down and, and we listen to this, this is what I believe the Lord wants from us today. One, I want you guys to all understand so we don't have to keep going into this. I'm not a prophet. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying I am John. I'm not saying I'm Elijah. Okay? I'm Bill. Simple as that. Jesus lives inside of me just like he lives inside of most of us. Amen? Okay, so let's get on with that because I believe the Lord wants us to get this message in us. What are you called and what are we called to do? 
What is it that you feel? What is it that you think the Lord is calling you into doing? Some of us are called to the mission field. Some of us are called to being a pastor. Some of us are called to the fivefold ministry. Some of us are called into help. Some of us are blessed enough to know how to sing and play musical instruments. I love that ministry. I can't do it, but I love it. And so some of us are called to do that. Some of us are called to be moms. Some of us are called to be carpenters. Some of us are called to be in the workplace. And there is nothing shameful about that. One thing is for sure. I know that I know every single one of us and every single one of you here that is a believer and those of you that are getting ready to be a believer are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Every single one of us have been reconciled. Glory to God. If I hadn't been reconciled, I wouldn't be here. If you hadn't been reconciled, you wouldn't be here. If Jesus didn't come to the earth, if God didn't give up His only begotten Son for us, that whoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life, we would not be reconciled to the Lord. Every single one of us are this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 I got in these verses uh, through, the, through the last week and I just can't get over how good the Word of God is and how good He is to us. Chapter 5, verse 18, But all these things are from God. Not a few of the things, all these things are from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ. This is the Amplified. Making us acceptable to Him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example, so that by our example, we might bring others to Him. So that by our example, we might bring others to Him. That must mean people are watching you. All throughout the New Testament, people were watching Jesus. They were waiting to set traps. All throughout the Old Testament, even kings were sending, sending prostitutes and alcohol into the, into the nation of God to trick them. People are watching us. They're watching all of us. Some are rooting us on here in the body. We're rooting people on. We're rooting one another on as we should be. But there's some out there that are not rooting us on. They want us to fail miserably. They're setting traps for us. In verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world, glory to God, to Himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. Woo! He canceled them. He canceled my sins. Word said so. Done deal. Why don't you ever feel bad about what? What are you feeling bad about, Jerry? You don't believe God did it? I'm picking on Jerry because I know Jerry. He knows it. He's so giddy and joyful. You know he knows. He was the old gentleman that, that bit it on the inner tube. And then got healed. He canceled them. And he has committed to us, he has committed to you, the message of reconciliation. That is this, restoration to favor with God. You have favor with God. If you're not saved, you don't. You don't get those family benefits. You can. Oh, and I'm going to give you the opportunity. Jesus has given you the opportunity already. He's just been waiting for you to say, I need you. Please forgive me. It's coming. It's coming. And, and I could say this. We are, as simply put, we notify and we classify ourselves as Christians, don't we? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm Christ-like. Striving to be Christ-like. Every day, better. Every day, better. Holy and righteous, my spirit is made. 
I would say it like this after reading these verses this last week. I'm a reconciler. I'm like a wrecking ball about bringing the light into the dark places. I'm a reconciler. I want like a hat or a sweatshirt that just walks around and says reconciler. It's like, what's that? Oh, that's my family business. What do you do? Let me tell you. I'm used to reconcile you back to the favor of God. Would you like some of that favor and family benefits? Amen? We're reconcilers. In Revelations 19, and this is why it's so important, and I think it's awesome that, that the, the Lord gave us a word about the horses. He showed me the horses. That wasn't, like, that wasn't first service. That was a special second service thing. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who was riding is called Faithful and True. In parentheses in the amp, it says trustworthy, loyal, he's incorruptible, and he's steady. And in righteousness, he judges and wages war on rebellious nations. His eyes are flames of fire, and on his head are many royal crowns. And he has a name inscribed on him, which no one knows or understands, except himself. Maybe that's how some of us should look at our ministry too. Well, we don't need to go around bragging. Jesus knows, and the whole world's about to know too when he comes back. Even the ones that are lost are going to be like, oh, there he is. It's real. And we're all going to be shouting and screaming. Which no one knows or understands except him. And I love this part. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And then this is the best part. Amen. I had a little baby just said amen. And his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. Interesting that in Revelation... John would get the revelation that the writer's name is the Word of God. John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, the Word's always been here. He's always been with the Father. The Word is. The Word was. And the Word is in believers. It's so good. The Word. The Word. The Word. Can you imagine? I want you to imagine with me what the Treasure Valley could look like. I want you to imagine what our church could look like when we realize in full comprehension of saying, oh my gosh, we are to be bearing the witness of the light to all of the world and every influence that we have. We're called to change not just this valley, not just this nation, but in the entire world that we can reach. And this church was created for it. We are to bear witness of the gospel to the lost as well as to one another. We should strengthen and sharpen one another like the word says. As people are witnessing, because they're witnessing our lives, right? As people are witnessing our lives and our living gospel of Jesus, we must love even when we get hurt. We must forgive even when it doesn't seem like we should. We should forgive because we've been forgiven. We should forgive because the, everyone else is sitting there waiting for us not to forgive and then call us hypocrites. We have been given, you have been given the authority to witness of Jesus and His saving grace and how Him dying on the cross and being resurrected and seated at the right hand of God 
has changed your life. Well, I don't know scriptures. I don't know this. You know the gospel, and that is the good news of what he did for you. Share your testimony. Your testimony will change lives. Your testimony will change lives. So this is what Holy Spirit did to me, and I'm going to do it to you because he said I could. So let's go to John chapter 1, verse 6. In Africa, he said, there was a man sent from God whose name was... On the screen, in Jesus... Now! There it is. There was a man sent from God whose name was... Are you willing to put your name there? See, I'm not asking you, and God's not asking you to be John. He's not asking you to be a prophet. He's not asking you to be Elijah. He's asking you, He has empowered you to be you. With Him living inside of you. Powered by the Holy Spirit. He has given you authority. There was a man sent from God whose name was Bill. There was a man sent from God whose name was Jamar. There was a man whose name was sent from God whose name was Jen. There was a man who was, who was sent from God whose name was Becky. There was a man who was sent from God whose name was Kendall. And put your name there. And here, here it is. Here's the kicker. This is the part that I never got before. This changed everything for us. We get to usher the light in. He's coming back. He's coming back a second time. And I'm telling you, it's sooner than we think. We, are you kidding me? We are... I don't even get it. God said, I love you guys this much. This generation, I honor you with this position. I honor you to be the light, to bear witness of the light into a dark places, into the lost, because my son's coming back and they've got to know about him. If we don't preach it, no one will. If we don't show it, no one will. I believe in a, in a show and tell gospel. I believe in a show and tell gospel. I believe that we should be walking around emitting the power and the gifts of God so that people's lives are changed and they can't question it. You can't debate getting healed from cancer. You can't debate from getting a new hip. Jesus is alive. I'm not here to debate. The gospel's real. He set me free. He set a lot of us free. He came and died on the cross for the lost. If you're lost and you're, and you're a sinner right now, you can be made whole. You can be made a child of God as simple as simple can be. It's not difficult. It's not hard. It's not a religion. It's not a set of laws. No, it is a relationship that says, Oh my gosh, you love me. Oh my gosh, you love me. Because He first loved you. He loved you when you were a mess. He loved me when I was a mess. He loves me now. There's nothing I can do to have Him love me more. There's nothing I can do to have Him love me less. He just loves me. I said, Daddy, what about this? What about when I was in second grade and I did this? He goes, what? And I'm like, well, how do you not know it left a mark? I don't know what you're talking about, son. I, I cast that into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't know what you're talking about. But I do remember the people you got saved. I do remember the people when you said, when I said go to Africa, you went. I remember when I said submit to Pastor Mark and you submitted. That's what he's looking for out of us. We have been given the authority to bear witness of the light of Jesus Christ. And I challenge all of us to do it.
I also challenge all of us occasionally to watch that video. I figure if I do it, and Holy Spirit reminds me of that video quite often, probably a good thing to, to watch and remember why you're at home raising your kid. Your kid could be the one that changes the world. Amen? God, let, let, let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I just give you all the glory of what you've done today. I thank you that you have shared your word with us. Let that seed go deep and let it plant deep. Protect it. Don't allow it to get uprooted and lost. Keep the devourer away from our lives. Set our paths on, on solid ground. Holy Spirit, strengthen us and endue us with power. And thank you for the authority in Jesus' name that we get to bear witness to 